Hey, everybody, this is the Drew Experience, the show that's 80% combat sports and 20% everything else. Make sure to hit the like, share, subscribe, comment button. The more you do it, the more we're growing the community. It's a fast-growing community, and it's to show why combat sports is the global sport. My guest tonight, oh, boy, I got to – this is – I love it when I get it. I love it when I get professional fighters on. Weighing in at 155 pounds, he's a BJJ practitioner, a black belt, fighting out of Los Angeles, California. He is the one, the only, Victor Silverio. Welcome to the show, Victor. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Good. Was it a good entry? That was awesome. That was awesome. It got, it got me pumped up. <laughs> That's what I want. I want uh, the the goal is to always make my guests feel like they matter. It's like because they're taking time out of their day, and you know you can make money, but you can never get time back. So it's important to make people you're with feel valued. I agree with you. Like time is the the number one. <laughs> Very true. So Victor, you know you. Uh, I really have to thank Nima for doing this, uh, your manager, because I love Nima. He's like a friend and a mentor to me. And uh, anytime I get a professional fighter on, it's a big deal because it, it means that like I can uh, learn about them and separate them from human. So I always love to start off the show before BJJ and before stepping into MMA, who was Victor Silverio growing up and what led to martial arts over other sports? Um. I guess like when I was growing up, I was always like into sports, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not fighting specifically, but mm-hmm. it was like, I grew up like playing soccer, like since I knew how to walk, that was like my biggest passion. I would be like, I was like a fanatic mm-hmm. and um, like not only playing, but also watching. I was like fanatic for my team. Like I would like cry for my team to lose, you know? So I had this like, this like um, relationship with like sports, like since mm-hmm. I was like, Young. and mm-hmm. uh and i like learned from my dad he's also like he's crazy about soccer mm-hmm. but i ended up like cheering for the opposite like the right <laughs> that's probably the, the 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 thing that made my dad most upset on his life <laughs> so then i'm like i grew up like playing soccer and then i'm you know start like doing like some skateboard i wasn't never like great at it but like you know, I, I was, I like to do every day or something that I was like really into it. I wanted to surf, but I, 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 I used to live kind of like far from the beach. Mm. It was like hard to do it. So I, I kind of went more for like skate skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe around like 15, you know, when I was around 15, I started like uh, training jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's like young. Yeah. Interesting. So 15 is when you discuss is when you were bitten by the martial arts bug. Uh, yes. Okay. I, to be honest, like, to be fair, like, yes, the martial arts, yes. But like fighting, I was, I was always in trouble when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Just, yeah, I think it's kind of common in Brazil. You can say that. It, it seems to be because, you know, there's, it, it's very nice weather. So it's easy for everybody to want to be outside running around, moving around. And Growing up in Brazil, uh, what city were you from and what was uh, your childhood like growing up in Brazil? Um, I'm from Rio, so it's mm-hmm. like a, a very like warm city, like everybody's cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's nice. And it's like, um, I, I grew up like in a, and not in the like most like known era from people that outside of Brazil. 
Mm-hmm. So like people kind of like see Rio as like the pl- this place with like all these beaches and you know some favelas too. Mm-hmm. But like, grew up kind of like in the suburban area, like kind of like far from the beach, surrounded by those favelas. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, like it was always like pretty comfortable. My my dad had a good job and like he supported our family. My family was like pretty tight. Um, my mom was like like the reason of her life was like me and my sister, you know? So I grew up like from like a loving family. You can say that. That's amazing. That's the most important thing. If you have a family that's always supporting what you do, even if you quit it and start something new and they have you and you have their support, you're golden. Yes, that's true. I think, I think for my parents, it was kind of hard to like, in the beginning when I started like martial arts, it was kind of hard for them. Kind of like defer you know the fighting aspect of me trouble like and fighting like against someone in the street you know and and making different than like actually fighting someone like professional or like in a competition mm-hmm. where you have rules and like you train for it you know mm-hmm. so it's like in the beginning it was kind of like hard for them to support like full support like no 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 go for it but like they also never like as soon as they understood that that was like my dream was something that i like had in my heart they kind of like okay go for it you know mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting so when you started taking martial arts it wasn't for the fighting it was it was uh for n- developing new habits better uh control over the aggression or staying out of trouble did you notice that when you were taking martial arts did it help you improve academically in terms of maybe focusing or just maybe how you conducted yourself as a person outside of the academy um to be honest like in the beginning it was i i wanted to learn how to fight you know like Mm -hmm. like properly and i wasn't really like so much about like going because i it was a decision that came from me you know like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't like my my parents were put into the martial arts school like as a kid and like okay so you gotta it, it, you know, the martial arts is good for kids, you know, mm-hmm. but in my, in my mind at that time, I didn't understand how good it would be for my character too, you know, and, uh, and I didn't know, you know, like I, my, my reason was like, I, I wanted to learn how to fight. And then mm-hmm. I went, it was fun. It was like with my friends and like, we're, you know, I, I felt like I felt good, you know, like just like learning new things and like mm-hmm. more confident that I could be able to defend myself. And uh, yeah, that's really good, man. That's understandable. And yeah, we all go in wanting to to fight because we watched a movie or we saw TV or, you know, we just want to like learn how to fight because maybe, you know, you want to you want to one up the neighborhood, your neighborhood bully or whatnot. So my next question is, when you got into martial arts, uh, did you have any influences like, say, in movies or that were already in like other martial arts in Brazil, since Brazil is a martial arts hotspot. Oh yes, um, I would say that I used to. It's it's hard to say because like it was like so many so many influence, you know. But like mm-hmm. I think the first reason, like the main the main reason that I started like um, um, MMA was because I wanted to learn, you know, like how to defend myself, mm-hmm. especially around like um kids that were like younger like sometimes like four 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 years older than me you know mm-hmm. not not younger older so they so they're like bigger and like of course if i was in a fight with them i would get beat up so that would happen all the time 
<laughs> so I'm like, I need to like, I fucking need to learn how to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, I like, like fighting is like popular in Brazil. It became more popular as I start as I grew up. But at that time, it was already popular. Like you had like, like Vito Belfort like fighting at that time. Like, and then I feel like Vito Belfort were like. Not even Royce Gracie at the time, but like I kind of like knew about him later. But Vito Belfort was a guy like in Brazil that he was no more in the in the general public, you know, like 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 regular people they would know like mm-hmm. about him. But so that would, would bring attention, like so you kind of like start watching, and then and then you start like like learning about different fighters, you know. But also like like Van Dam, like like guys like this, like they've like very very famous at that time too. So. I think it's a little bit of everything, you know. That makes sense. Now, taking it back to the Vitor part, because I like, I really think that is very true what you said about Vitor Belfort, because the, when he came in to the sport, it was unlike anything. Like we, I say, he was the John Jones of his time because nobody could stop him. What was the first Vitor fight you watched that made you go, "Wow, this this guy's special"? I honestly like I didn't. It wasn't really a fight, but that was like this highlight. Mm-hmm. That was like like one of like a, one of the songs that I liked. So like I'm like I, I like this song, and the the song was like just like the whole video is just like him like beating people up. And I I remember like clearly this guy. I don't remember exactly where's the guy's name, but it was this like really big guy, like bald guy, like really really big. Like he he was clearly like way heavier than him. So mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no guy can beat up this guy. And Vito was just like rag like you know like rag dog and like. <laughs> Like, like, like the guy had no chance. <laughs> it's still, it's like his Vitor had some of the best hands, I think, in, in MMA history, you know, even though like it's a different sport as it always evolves. But back then, like when, when one of those punches hit you and he knew he hit you, it was game over. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like he was like, he was really fast, like really precise, like very strong guy. Mm-hmm. And whenever he was like on like mentally like it was hard because it's 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 like this like he will hit you and then it's gonna it's gonna hurt but like what i believe it happened like sometimes that like he would hit he would hit some guys and 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 you know he wouldn't knock those guys out and the and the guys are like start like no 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 i'm still here and then he couldn't deal with that like he didn't know how to deal with like when he when he was like super aggressive it put a everything out there but then the guy had an actual like solid defense and he you know like he's like oh, okay so what what do i do now you know but like most of his losses like kind of like that you know it's very very true now you're brazilian coming from brazil he's brazilian and yeah. this is something i want to ask you being from brazil so when a lot of brazilian stars come over they're they're very known in brazil but when they yeah. come to north america they do have this there seems to be an issue with them wanting to adapt to learning English. And you look at like Anderson Silva did not speak a word of English until much later in his career. Vitor already spoke fluent English. And now the current lightweight champion, Charles Dobronx Oliveira has a translator. Do you believe that when, if you're a Brazilian star and you know, you win a belt and you're in America, do you think there's a benefit to learning the language to help market your brand? Um, Definitely. Definitely. Like, I mean, for sure, 100% it does, like, like financially, like speaking, that's like, um, you know, essential, like you need, you need to, like, you need to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, like, 
I also I also understand this kind of like a feeling like I'm Brazilian, man. Like I don't have to speak English. You know what I mean? Like kind of like mm -hmm. I speak my language. You don't learn my my language, you know. But like, so I I kind of I kind of understand both ways. Like I mm -hmm. I understand. But I me myself, like I came here. I, I I was looking for a better life. I was not um, a fighter that was uh, making like millions of dollars. So you know I I I was I came from jujitsu and then like. My goal is to come here, like like a lot of jiu-jitsu guys are open a school, teach, you know, like and like, you know, do privates. And um, I needed to learn English. Like I needed to like learn like how to communicate with people. If you're if mm -hmm. you're teaching, you can't, you can't give a good class if you you don't understand what these people are, mm. you know. And it's not not only like the language itself, but like also the culture, like to understand like like the way that they're thinking and why they're thinking, why they're asking what they're asking, you know. So it's like for 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 me, like I believe it's important. Like it's like you, like most of the fights are in the in the U.S. Like a lot of fans are from the U.S. Like so, why not? Like why 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 can't you like speak to your people, to Brazilians in Portuguese, and speak to Americans, and not only Americans, but like to the world, like you know, to a lot of people that speak English, not to the world because a lot of people don't, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very true, and like and for me. I think what goes a long way is if like, if I'm a pro fighter and I'm fighting in say Brazil, I'm going to, I'll, I'll try to ask, like, uh, there's people that are willing to help always that you could ask and that I could ask and say, Hey, I need some phrases just to win the hearts of the crowd. Or if I go to Russia, well, I mean, Russia is yeah. a bit of a controversial country right now, but we're not going to talk about that. But let's say if I go to Russia to fight, I'm going yeah. to ask the PR people that work for the promotion in Russia, give me some words to say, I might not get it right. But it's to show the people that I'm willing to speak their language after my fight or so like, forth. Why not? Like, why not? Why can't it's like how long is it gonna take for you to learn like a couple words, like to just like make people feel more like related to you? Like how mm -hmm. you know what I mean? With you don't need to like say like things that you don't mean, but like sometimes people just see the the by the way that you act, you know, like you don't have to say like to have like a uh uh um you know, like a phrase that you're going to tell them, like, but like, if they see that it's fake, they're not going to like you because of that. They would mm -hmm. like you because you do things that like, it's actually like, a, as that shows respect to them, you know? And that, just like I would say, like learning like a couple words, like, why not? <laughs> for example, yeah. For example, I, I, uh, it's like, I might not say, if I go to Brazil, I'm going to say, hey, I don't speak Portuguese well, but I'm just going to say parabéns for, for coming to watch, basically. So I hope you guys, uh, appreciate that like something like that to show that look you're making an effort and that's gonna bring when many i think it's the small gestures that win more hearts i agree i agree like like if you put in a, if you actually put in an effort to like um get closer to the people you know what i mean like and we see that like we're humans like we know how how we, um we act you know like how we interact too like so we see this like right away that's one of the that's one of the skills that sometimes like with we think like some people have, some people don't. But I feel like if you really if you really have your eyes open, you everybody has it, you know, mm -hmm. like. Very true. Very true. So my next question is, you know, this is this is, this is a, that was an interesting uh, such an interesting way of like uh, learning about how to brand yourself, especially when you're fighting or you move to a new country. So. You come to America, you know, you live in Brazil and you came to America, you go, you come first to Florida and then you come to LA. What was the reason to go from, to come to Florida first? And then eventually what led you to LA? Um, 
I think like to go to Florida was because Florida was a place that it's kind of close to Brazil. And mm-hmm. I was, and I was too, um, you know, um, like so connected to Brazil, like in a way that it's like, it's a little different now, you know, like, it's like I, I needed to like, in my mind, I, I would have to come to Brazil mm-hmm. like all the time, but maybe I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I didn't like really understood at the time, like, how much how much i still wanted to be like a, an athlete and be a world champion like and 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 you know try to be like the best in jiu-jitsu at the time and florida was wasn't the right place i had good training there like i fought, I, I trained uh Gilbert burns like we trained for like lo- like a long time like for like maybe two years yeah the time that i was there oh. yeah we used, we used to train like every week so he was he was already doing mma and um and um, but he was like he was always like active in jujitsu. He was mm-hmm. always, comp- you know, in jujitsu. So it became good, we became good friends. And AJ Souza, um, Mikey Mikey Musumeci, like he used to come to like every week. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good training, but like it was just not enough, like for me to become a world champion because I needed mm-hmm. that every day. Like like I need I need these guys here every day. And and they were doing something else. Like Mikey needed to go somewhere and uh, um. Durinho, he needed to, you know, focus on MMA. He was coming. He was really helpful, but like he he had different goals, you know. So mm-hmm. most of the time, just me and a- AJ Souza, which was like you know the one that I was closer to, and he was also trying to do the same thing. So you were training at the what was known as the Black Zillions, eventually becoming Hard Knocks, and now Sanford, right? No, so Durinho was coming to the to Durinho was coming to the place that I was teaching at GFT. Mm-hmm. GF Team Florida was the place I was teaching. It was just like a place. So he 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 was gonna come, you know. He he was coming. And um, at, like at one point, I remember going to like Black Zealands, like when before I started teaching. Like as soon as I got to Florida, I trained there, like maybe like for one week or two weeks because I already had the desire to like train, you know, to to train MMA. But I felt like that that was not the time yet, and. I kind of like back down a little bit and focus on jujitsu, you know, because it was just like this. Like for me, I always had the 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 desire to like to do MMA. Like I wanted to do MMA. That's what I started. Like the reason why I started jujitsu was because I wanted to do MMA. Mm-hmm. I was watching guys fighting the UFC in the in the first UFCs, out, and I wanted to do that. Like I was like, man, honestly, like one thing would make me like really like. Like I remember, like making really like thinking. No, I really want this. Was to like watch it, watch some of those guys' highlights with the music that I liked it. And I'm like, man, I really want to be one of those highlights. And like, I want to be one of those guys. And nice. you know, but then I, like I start, I focus on jujitsu. Like it was it was a good thing because mm-hmm. I always had that thing that like I needed to get my black belt before I went to MMA. Mm-hmm. And and then when I got my black belt, I had that feeling like, no, I need to be a world champion before I go to MMA. So it's like, it's always like coming a little closer, a little closer, but it's, it's not easy. Like to become a world champion, it's like you, you figure it out or you don't, you know, like, so it's like, until you figure it out, it, it, it takes time sometimes. And, um, I honestly felt like I, I, I did, like, I felt like I, I was about to, because, you know, when I started training here in California with, with Romulo, I felt like I was more mature to have like someone with such influence, you know, like maybe before I did have people that were like like people that can influence me in a way that was like very positive but I was a, a little like stubborn like a little close-minded you know 
and and maybe I didn't I didn't get from them enough to like um, evolve me, you know. That's interesting. But, yeah, but then with Romulo, like it's like I was open, like I was ready, like it was in a time that I was ready to be open to like learn from someone that was like wiser, you know. Yeah. So I I really fucking learned, like I really learned the way, like and I got a lot better, you know. That's awesome. Florida is such a hot spot too because. You had the American top team. You have uh, the Black Zillions. There was like your gym. There was Cesar Canero of MMA Masters. And, and it's it's just amazing how Florida and California are basically the fight capitals of the world now. It is it is funny. I don't know why though. <laughs> like I, I but like I remember like since I know about MMA, I always remember ATT being there and like and a little after Black Zillions. Which is like a lot of a lot of guys from black students came from from ATT or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, and it's like California. I, I don't know. I feel like California has a lot to do because the I don't know maybe that too. The the interest of of um, of um, Brazilians in in jujitsu, so um, Brazilians in in California. So a lot of times in the beginning when when um, Jiu-Jitsu guys who come, they come to California. So it, it started developing this like MMA culture from the beginning, like at that time. For but also like there was a lot of guys at, at the time too. Like I think that they they live here in California. Mm-hmm. Isn't didn't um, uh, Marco who was used to used to live in California too? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I know there was. Um... Uh, there's Marco Huras. I believe there was uh, what's his face, heavyweight Brazilian, fought Randy Couture, and he had like the the craziest kicks. Um, heavyweight. Pedro Hizo. That's it, Pedro. Dude, have Pedro Hizo. That I, I I watch that video sometimes of like, yeah, of like someone yeah. you should not take a leg kick from like not even for sparring he just kicks for the real. guy to the other side of the for room. real that's no block like it doesn't matter what it do it's, it's not gonna you're not gonna stop it. <laughs> it that thing's coming at you like that thing comes at you as if it that light comes at you as if it was a speeding mac truck on full speed it's it's not gonna end well for for you that's true that's true pedro he's is like heavy it's like, of course, it's a and it's a lot of technique too. So like, it's like a mix of both, like the technique and like, mm-hmm. and the, the the way of his leg. I don't know. You can see that it's like, man, that shit doesn't look. That doesn't sound fun. No, no. I when you hear that, when you just hear that, when you just hear that, bam, and it's like, so you're just like, it's like you can't even look. It's like fuck that. I'm like, I'm, I'd say, hey man, it's like I'm, 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 I'm putting, I'm putting in the towel for the day. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sparring with that guy. It's like you better find someone his size. Basically, that's, that's crazy. So you go to California, and uh, obviously California is a BJJ hotbed. So much of uh, of grappling, and because of the Gracie influence amongst other schools, and then there's also uh, San Francisco's got a very big like Taekwondo and traditional martial arts scene, but now. BJJ too, because of uh, stock, the Stockton influence. So when you come to California, what was, uh, what was the goal event? And the, 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 what was the main aim for California and, and how long did you want to achieve it? And once you got there, um, the main goal is to be like, to, to become world champion jujitsu. That's why I came here for like, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. 
MMA at all at that time. Mm -hmm. Like not even crossing my mind. Because honestly, like if at that time I had in my heart that I wanted to do MMA, I was going to stay in Florida because I knew the, I knew how good that place was. You know, like when I trained at Black Zealand, like the reason that I didn't kept go, that I didn't keep going there wasn't because I didn't like that it was was because I was going to jujitsu, you know, like, and I was focused on jujitsu. But I, I I actually liked the training there. Like the the training was good. The people they were cool, you know. Like of course, like it's like in an MMA room, so like everybody's kind of like you know like like closed a little bit until you can actually you know meet them and and everybody's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, California. The reason was because I wanted to become a world champion, uh, and uh, at that time Romulo, like Romulo, he had like a lot of guys that. Like top guys like Gabriel Gabriel Arges, which was the the number one middleweight, and in the time Edwin Edwin Najmi, he was like one of the best lightweights too. So, but not only that, like like everybody had a champion, like every every coach had a champion. But like the the thing that I liked to him also, it's like the relationship he had with the students, you know. Like, and I felt like I could um, learn from him as a person too, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was the reason that I chose like that I chose. Um, you know, to, 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 to move here pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were able to do that, you know, you're very decorated in terms of your, your BJJ accreditations. Like when I was looking, when I was doing my research, so because then I was like, I was like, Whoa, this guy is it's legit. It's like, it's extreme. So very, it's like, it's, it's my source is BJJ heroes, by the way. So it's like, I look at your achievements. First place, IBJJF American Nationals 2016. First place, uh, Las Vegas Summer Open. First place, uh, No Gi Open 2018. First place, Boston Spring. It's like, it's like, it's like what was the most rewarding ex- uh, tournament from you remember? Which one, uh, when, I na- when I named those off, which one was the most memorable in your uh, experience? Um, it's funny because like, like I came from a place that it's like very competitive. Like there's a lot of guys that were champions, like that they win IBJJF world championship, which is the, the number one tournament in the world, you know, in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. If you compete in a gi, that's the tournament you want to win. And at that time I felt like it was even more because there were not like, all these like super fights and like different like focus. Your focus was like only on that, like on, on becoming a world champion in IBJJF. So it's it's funny because like I I didn't I didn't become IBJJF world champion. And then in my mind, like thinking through my whole life, that was something that like for me to succeed in this, I needed to become a, a IBJJF world champion. Because my mm-hmm. influence was a, the, they were thinking the same thing, you know, like. They're like, okay, it's okay. You got second at IBJJF Awards, but like, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what we like think at the time. But now that I'm like more like, okay, maybe like open more your mind for like what that actually means. Like, and the, and I can see like how much that was. You know, like now now I can see like, man, like you actually want you. It got to a point that you actually one of the best guys in the world, like in a division doing this, like which is like. There's no joke. Like if it, just because you didn't win doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like wars is like sometimes it's like there's so many guys that like they can be like this guy can beat this other guy and it's like like four or five fights. So so many things can happen. You know, like if you're in your day, like mm-hmm. yeah, yes, but like so many things can happen. And 
through the through the you know through the gold medal. So now I can see more of that, like as more like as of experience and like I don't know, like maybe I would say the the most memorable memorable one was like this um, when I was a blue belt. Maybe I was like sixteen. I think I was like sixteen years old, and I won this um, Abu Dhabi trial was which was my first tournament like um, that I was gonna go out of the country. Wow. Yeah. So like as a kid, like that was like insane for me. Like I was like, whoa, I'm really doing this. You know, like I really want to do this for my life. That was like, like understanding that like I really want to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. That's it's crazy. And I think it's those like, tournaments, like whether you win or lose, it's the experience and the relationships you form. Cause sometimes like you, you like you dominate a guy and you know, it's just for, it's just like for competition and you, you just have a beer after. And that's the thing. That's the brotherhood that jujitsu has. It's the sense of community. Like after you go toe to toe with like some of the toughest in some of the toughest matches where the guy could submit you within like snap of a finger. But then after that, you're having a beer with him and, or, or, or meal. And it's crazy. Is that, and is that something that you think that is what makes BJJ as amazing as it is for the community? I think so. Uh, because I feel like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is something that like we really praise like certain things like like that, you know, like not just the fighting aspect of like the technique, but we like we care for like, you know, like a lot from the graces. Like we care like how we're going to carry ourselves, like what we're doing for the people like around us, like how we show respect and like things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I and and besides that, that's something that I believe like I believe that like you should respect, like, if it's another human being, like, that is respecting you, you should respect him. And and you, you're you both fighting, like, and it's okay. Like, when you're fighting, you're fighting. Like, man, like, that guy's not my friend. Maybe he's not my enemy, but that guy's definitely not my friend. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I want nothing, like, close to him right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. We close that window, we're going to fight. But then after, it's like, that window opens again, and then we can, we can, you know, actually say what say to each other what we think you know and then we see if we like each other or not and then we decide exactly very very true so uh and bjj obviously you know now uh it's dumb like you know we, we were when we were talking getting to know each other we both agreed that we both really enjoy watching hodger gracie or enjoyed because he's now retired and he just teaches um what are your thoughts on the the Danaher death squad or like now the former Danaher death squad, like with Gordon Ryan and amongst uh, say Nikki Rodriguez. Like, do you feel that those guys are the next big thing or not next, but do you think they're the, they're the best right now in BJJ or do you feel there's maybe some other talents that people aren't paying attention to? I do believe that all the talents that people are not paying attention to as much, or maybe mm -hmm. they just didn't look deep enough into it. Mm -hmm. But I do, I do believe there are other people, but like at the same time, I do believe that they are one of the best too. And uh, like they, they figure out ways to like in jujitsu, like they really like made a, a, a revolution in jujitsu, you know, uh, one second. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Don't worry. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Like they, they did, they really did a uh, revolution like in the way that people think about jujitsu and how like, like more marketable jiu-jitsu became you know like there are more people um knowing about jiu-jitsu especially here in the united states you know i want to say especially yeah i feel like around the world actually and um that also like connected to like some american um 
um, shows like Eddie Bravo, like the way that like the way that the show is, it's like entertaining, you know, like it's like it's it's kind of like for people that don't know about it, like you always have a submission and it's like, OK, at least I'm going to see a submission. It's not like like some points or advantage that I, I like not even the black belts understand how someone that doesn't even like do jujitsu understand. So like this connected to that, I feel like got got them to the point that they are right now. And with like John, like the guy's fucking genius, right? Like, and he's not only that, like he's, he really like dedicates himself like to, to, to martial arts, like to learning martial arts, to like learning about the techniques and understanding like, like techniques and understanding the way the other athletes are thinking and how people are thinking, like, and connecting things to, you know, one thing to the other. And one thing too, like, I, I believe that made them rise very um, fast. It was, um, there, there were people like that were like attacking like um heel hooks and and legs stuff like that before but there were not like like a like a whole group of people that were doing that you know what i mean like like this group like they all do that so like okay if you if you train in the gym that one guy is really good at heel hooks like okay maybe you maybe you you can get good at like and the people that like are getting caught they they learn how to defend but that's going to be about it. Like that's, that's it. Like that's nothing else. But like, if you have a group of people that actually know how to attack and know how, know how to defend and they are developing techniques in between each other in that way, like you're just going to have something that is like, it's like way fucking faster. Like, it's just like, it's just like happening in a, in a speed that it's, um, you know, like, um, unmatchable and, you know, in a room like that, you're gonna always gonna have the guys that are the best. Like you have the guys that are the best in the room. Like and which are, which are which is uh, Gordon Ryan, which is a guy that I believe he's the best. Like because he's he's he seems to be really dedicated to it. Like he's like he trains a lot and and like Gary Tono or like you know which. But th- there are a lot of people that do the same. Like Felipe Felipe Pena, for example. Like mm-hmm. and I'm not even gonna get too much too much into like the fact that he already beat Gordon twice because that that was a long time ago and I do believe Gordon got a lot better but I also do believe that Felipe got a lot better too like and and I think he's the next the next time that they fight that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting I think you know Felipe is gonna show a lot of things that maybe he's not expecting awesome that's awesome so next question i have now is now something that like you know we've been wanting to wait for so victor you know obviously people they're gonna watch this like they know you're a bjj guy but you're also making your day you're you're also putting your hat into pro fighting so what is the announcement you want to make because i think this should come out of your mouth not mine okay um yes i'll be fighting for cffc on april 15th in new jersey in atlantic city so I'm fighting Isaac. I think that's his name. I don't it's okay. You don't have to say the opponent's name. It's not, it shows about you. So it's a, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, I think that's, that's his name, but whatever. <laughs> awesome. How do you feel? Uh, you know, it's like your first pro fight. Uh, and uh, what has the training been like so far? My second, second can- fight. Yes, that's true. I saw that. Yeah. Typo on my side. My bad. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. That's he's one and zero already. So how's it feel? What's what's it? What's the mood going into? with the goal of going two and zero? And what's the training been like? Honestly, like I'll be honest, I do feel like that this fight, um, this show, it's more challenging than the show that I did mm-hmm. my first. So, 
yeah, I do have a little bit of a feeling that it's my my first fight, but I did have the experience before. But like right now, I'm 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 getting ready. Like I'm gonna fight someone that is a UFC champion. So like like, and I know what it takes. Like to to I train with some guys that like they've been there. They've been like fighting for the title. Like some of the guys actually fought like got the title. You know what I mean? Like like the gym that I'm from. Like I feel like the experience. It's like calming me down like i know like what i can what i can see mm-hmm. you know that's awesome that is it's very good to hear so you like so at least the, the challenge is something that you embrace and uh are we full fo- and um what's the and the for the nutrition when you're going into a fight what is the kind of what is like the kind of nutrition you have going in because a lot of some fighters have those weird genetics where they can eat whatever they want and they'll be fine. They'll make the cut. But when you're preparing, what is your uh, nutrition like going into any fight, even if it was for BJJ? Well, I, I try to, um, actually right now it's like, that's tomorrow is the day that my diet starts like Mm -hmm. a little tighter, Mm -hmm. which sucks. (laughs) It was just like, I feel like I kind of know, like, my body like and uh, know like how much more more how much less i should eat you know from the from the same food like because i've already been like i'm i have like a very i I mean i believe i have a healthy um diet like i eat like a lot of fruits i I eat like 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 i take my supplements like all all these vitamins and like i I eat a lot of green you know so i do feel like i really have like a a good diet but like Mm -hmm. i eat a lot so (laughs) that that can be a problem and i i well, first i eat a lot and two i like i like to eat bad in the weekends <laughs> so it's like i i eat a lot i i eat bad in the weekends and i like chocolate so those are the things that i needed to cut right right away eating bad in the weekend and chocolate was like something that i need to do a little before but now it's the, it got to the point like okay i'm like i've been hel- i've been having like a healthy like diet mm-hmm. from like for some time now since I, I i i decided to like focus on the fight and um now it's like more like portion you know so mm-hmm. but i it's, it's just like gradually because i i i'm pretty i'm pretty in, in the i'm in pretty good way like for my vision it's like the guys that i train like i'm always in shape that's the thing i'm like i'm never i never allow myself to be like in a way that it's like over the then what I'm supposed to, you know, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to like, okay, so now you have a fight. I'm in a point that I'm not in the UFC yet. So any, any time a fight can happen. So like, and I'm ready to fight next week. So like if I need to fight next week, that yes, I will fight next week because that's what I was being, that's what I was waiting for, you know, mm-hmm. because it was like something, um, CFFC was like something that, okay, like now I have a contract. Now it's different. But before mm-hmm. that, Kind of like you kind of like accept whatever comes, you know. Very true. So now I want to ask something about C- the CFSFC contract you mentioned there. So I'm just gonna ask, you know, with now that you're in the CFFC, what is the end goal? Like, what do you hope to accomplish with CFFC? And if you know, get some good wins under your belt. Which promotions are you looking at uh, to to get signed by, like in the big leagues? Um, I want to see like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've been dealing with this to really, to really like, you know, 
the doubt of like really saying what I'm thinking and what I'm thinking. Like, I want to be the champ of this CFFC. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I can do that in three fights and I hope I can do it in three fights. So let's see my, let's see my next fight. I, I you know, I want to, I'm actually excited to see what, what's going to be all of that. Like all this training, like just like training, like I do feel like I, I got to, I got to, you know, um, um, points in 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 my life that it's like very fucking deep you know like very intense because of of training like the way that i've been training so i'm excited to see that like and see like what what's gonna be <laughs> so I, I do believe like based on you know my training like in my mind and if i you know if i'm like in the zone like i'm i pretend to be i i can be the cffc champion in by the end of the year and I want to be in the UFC. I want to be a, in the UFC. That's my goal. I want to be UFC champion. Awesome. It's an amazing goal to have. And uh, yeah, everybody wants to end up in the UFC. That's like, the, that's the Super Bowl of mixed martial arts. Nothing wrong with the other promotions. I mean, I'm pro fighter. I'm not pro promotion because I always have this debate where I always have this debate now. Like if you really understand pro fighting and you watch the promotions carefully, you become just more pro fighter. Like you just want them to go to any promotion where they can make the most uh, money for themselves. And then hopefully, you know, use that money to pursue other goals for uh, after. So obviously you said what UFC, but one FC Asia's largest mixed martial arts promotion has BJJ fighting now. And I want to know uh, if you were aware, if you, obviously I'm sure you knew, but I want to know what your thoughts are on this new model that maybe if Asia's doing it, maybe North America could do it and that could help monetize BJJ more. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually I, I do. I do have a lot of respect for 1FC. Well, I'll, I'll say 1FC first because like I do have respect for them because they really like value like the martial arts side side of it. Like, and that's something that um, um, makes me like, you know, maybe like question myself. Mm-hmm. Would I, would I go and fight there? And um, I would like, I'll definitely fight there. Like if it, that was part of my plans, like, you know, mm-hmm. like one FC is a great show and like, you know, and um I feel like they pay good. The athletes, they have good exposure for them. And now they have jujitsu. And, but I don't know, like I'm 30 years old. Like I'm, I turned 30 last year. I'm going to be 31 this year. So I want to make it, I'm not in a rush, but I'm, I need, I need to make this in the next two years. I'm, I want to be in the next two years. I want to be, you know, in the top of my division in the world. Okay. Understood. Understood. Very good. So, so one FC, they have great fighters and like, and I, I could, if I was like maybe 23 or maybe I was 24, I could fight there for like three, four years and maybe then get to the UFC. Like, you know, if to fight, you know, or maybe like by that time, maybe the one FC will have some of the best fighters in the world. Who knows? And, but like in the next two years, I I don't know, (laughs) you know, like in the next two years, it's like, that's my main goal. Like I want to be, I want to become the best fighter in the world. No, it makes total sense, and I understand, and that's an, that's great. But you have a window, and that's that's amazing. And as long as you pursue your goal, you just got to enjoy it, man. You just got to enjoy it. You know, we all put the pressure on us, but I think you're in good hands. You have a very good team behind you, and it's just to make those moments, as <laughs> the name yeah. of the agency is. And uh, it must be very exciting, you know, with uh, what the, what these next two years have in store for you. Yeah, and um, 
Nemo was the guy that the, my manager who um, got me the TFFC contract. Like he's been working hard. Like I, I've, I've seen like him working hard to, you know, find me the right, the right place to go because a place that can, you know, match my, my dreams and my, my plan. And like, he's been working with some guys that like Gustafsson guys that I'm like, man, I was, you know, I was still like doing jujitsu, not even thinking about doing MMA. Like this guy was like fighting John Jones, you know what I mean? Like, like, like a legend and Musashi, Musashi is like, I, I don't know. I believe he's like, right now, right now at this moment in, in MMA, he might be the, he 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 could probably be the toughest um um challenge for Adesanya in his division. I agree. Know? Even with what about Perheira? What's your th- thoughts on Alex Perheira, the Potan, for, wow. from your country? That guy is a fucking savage, man. That guy is like you can see that he's still feeling comfortable. Like he's still like learning the the how to like act in the UFC. Like he's still like he's still in the in a period of like like adaptation. You know, like he's not like. He's not like how he is in glory because he's like, he's not a guy that is just going to go out there and like, and, and, you know, he's, he's more like, he's like, look, like, he's like seeing everything. So I feel like he's going to be trouble. Like he's going to be like, I, I believe he has like huge potential to be the champion. Okay. That makes sense. So I believe if there was a cross promotion, but I'm going to quote Nima here when I spoke to him, it's like Marvel and bat. It's like Marvel and DC. It will never, it can, it will probably never happen. But I, I would think, I think, yeah, Musasi could really give problems to Izzy. And I always like to say, you know, I'm always battling with these casuals that say Izzy's better. Izzy's better. I never said Izzy's bad, but as I said, if you watch how Musasi fights and you know, you've seen it, you've seen it. His grappling is just so good. And it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, he, he might have. I think he probably has the best grappling in middleweight. Like mm-hmm. he has the best. I don't. I I can't really think of someone that has better grappling than him right now. Like in in my mind, like I don't. I don't. I don't think so. And uh, that's like kind of like going back to the Bellator. Like mm-hmm. Bellator, of course, say you want, but then there's Bellator too. Like in Bellator, I I respect them too. Like because they. They're also trying to like, it's like, it just takes time. It's like politics evolved. Like it's like, and it's like the way that people watch, you know, like things that people are used to, but like things are starting to change a little bit. And, and Bellator like sees that, like they like going for it. And like, you know, they have some guys that like actual champions that have potential to be champions in the UFC, which is like AJ McKee. I think he's, he, he's a guy that could have put, like he could, you know, I don't know if you could be the champion because that division is so, it's so wild. Like, there's so many people that, like, could be the champion, you know. But, like, middleweight, for example, Musashi, I I also think he could be the champion, too. Like, he could be a guy that was, like, fighting for the title, like, you know, at least top three, you know. It's very shit. It's, a, it's sad that he left the UFC because he was this close to fighting for the title. And I'm pretty sure... Look, Michael Bisping fought GSP. We could all look, he made a nice payday, but I'm pretty sure Michael Bisping, I mean, I love Bisping for what he brings as a commentator, but I'm pretty sure Bisping is kind of thankful, did not have to fight Gegard because that would have been a very, very brutal fight for anyone in that time. That's not a good matchup for him. Like Bisping, he doesn't have like that, like sharp, like he has a good striking. He can keep up the whole fight kind of. So he's, he has that, but like, he doesn't have that really like sharp striking mm-hmm. to put like Musashi out, you know. But like, mm-hmm. so if you have that, like, which you would like, that would be the challenge against Adesanya. Adesanya can actually like pull him out, 
And like mm-hmm. he, he knows that he's gonna come like for takedowns too. So like he knows that that's what he got. Like he he needs to put that guy out. Otherwise, he's just gonna keep like grinding him the whole fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, and Bellator too, as you said, it takes time. The way I look at when these new promotions come up, it's it's like politics, but it's also like planting a tree. It's like planting a garden. You gotta wait for the garden. So the fighters are basically the vegetables and the plants. You got to wait for the garden to really take a, to really grow after a few years. And yeah, Bellator's getting up there too. I mean, shout out to another uh, middleweight contender coming up, Costello Van Stennis, who trains with Musasi. And so yeah, so yeah, as I was saying, I mean, this this is I'm gonna have to really write a report to Zoom to be like, hey, what's going on here, uh, Victor? Um, where can people connect with you if they want to, you know, look at, follow your journey? Um, it, they can come to Instagram, Victor Severa. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, you know, trying to um, keep people posted about what's happening in my life as much as I want. To. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a private guy, so I show only what I want to, only what I want to show. There's a lot of things that I don't care to show, you know. No, you and uh, and especially right now, I have a fight coming up, so I don't want this guy to be watching what I'm doing. <laughs> Perfect. But we got to keep it. Yeah. Anyways, man, I, I really have to thank you for taking the time. It's such an honor to have you on. Uh, anytime I get a pro fighter, it's a big deal to me, especially whether it's they're doing their second fight, their first fight, their third fight, or their 40th fight. It's it's just like watching them grow. As you said, it's like an invent. It's like, it's like a tree, you know, you're, you're growing your roots. So keep up the amazing work. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. No problem. And make sure to hit the like, share, subscribe button to the to the Drew Spirits if you like combat sports people. <laughs>